I don't know. If we're casting a movie about us, I think this is honestly the only route we can go. Okay, fine. Then we're going to cast it with Jim Parsons, Wilmer Valderrama, and Steven Seagal, then. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> what a terrible movie. <laughs> yeah, no one would see that. <laughs> well, we could probably afford it. <laughs> probably yeah, with the money could. we've made from the podcast. Probably. <laughs> we don't got to pay oh, those $11. guys much. Yeah, just, do, just, just get them crafty. They'll be fine. <laughs> You're like, oh, finally. <laughs> A meal for free. Ah, oh, finally. All right. Are we ready to start? That should be our intro. <laughs> we should just cold open like that. We should just have that play. And then we just go in. Like, not the whole thing, but we can just cut in where we like start casting us, go into the theme song, and then you could welcome, welcome us into the episode. <laughs> And welcome to this week's edition of the I'd Like a Refund podcast. I am, of course, your host, Ryan. I need to learn how to say podcast appropriately. Yeah. If I'm going to host one of these. Podcast. <laughs> um, uh, Cameron's here as well. Cam, how are you doing, man? <laughs> going to go with it. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. Um, how man, we're well, vibing right now, everyone, everybody. Well, yeah. uh, you said last week when I said I'm chilling. You're like, well, you said you're always chilling, so... Um, I'm a little, I'm I was honest, burning up, I, burning up for you, baby. I'm a little pissed. Yeah, got him. Oh, hold on, this is interesting. At me? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I'm interested. In... Well, I told Ryan the story before, but I didn't tell you. Um, long it's a story, story about short. a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. <laughs> yep, that's exactly it. Uh, I am the girl. Um, oh. that's why you look so sad in photographs. Yep. Breaking news. And he absolutely <laughs> loved her. When she smiled. <laughs> there it um, is. What's your actual story? Um, it had to do with dinner. and Oh, I'm going to step away for a second while you tell this story, but you keep going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it had to do with dinner. And essentially, I didn't eat because my mom was being very specific about who got what pieces of pizza. And it just became a whole thing for five minutes. They were talking about, I can't have that slice because that was from the certain pizza. And and I was just like, I I, I don't care. So I haven't eaten today. Uh, or at You least haven't tonight. eaten because you had to eat a specific slice of pizza? Yeah. And it was just like this whole thing. And it was just like, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm done. So where was yeah. the pizza from? It was homemade. Oh, and okay. So why did you have to eat specific slices? I, I'm not understanding this. Because one pizza had peppers on it and one pizza didn't have peppers. And I typically don't have peppers on my pizza, but that was the only slice that was left and the, the only type that was left. And so I was going to eat it. Mom's like, oh, no, you can't have that slice because I'm like, well, what am I going to eat then? So why don't you go to the store or something and, or make something else? Well, because I had the podcast. Oh, because well. that was at, that was at um, eight. Yeah, it was like at seven fifty six, and you know Ryan and I started, uh, you know, we we started chatting about you know our life and yeah, yeah. what's good, what's bad, you know. Just chug a lot of water or something. Yeah, I mean, I got I'm trying to think. I have like tea that's old in here, and old I got tea. cologne. Oh my cologne! You can yeah, drink the cologne. I got my cologne, the Nautica cologne. Is this whiskey or is this perfume? It's perfume. Oh, hey, Ryan's All back. Right. Okay, Ryan's coming back, so we're going to pretend like we're talking crap about him. Okay, here we go. 
He's he's yeah. I don't know. He always wears the freaking tank tops on the shirt. Okay, hold on. He's. I don't know. It just I wouldn't wear a tank top. They were really really big from what I heard. Yeah. 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 What are we talking about now? Nothing, Ryan. We're oh. no nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you finish your pizza story? Yeah, I did. Okay, good. That's an all timer. <laughs> It um, was it was probably one of the worst stories I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah, I, I I could not count down the time until you got back with that. After you outed wine. your after you outed your mom with that story, I'm no longer gonna be public enemy number one in that household. That was me. It's gonna be you now. That that would suggest that my mom listens to this podcast. Yeah. No, um, but your dad does, and he's a snitch. <laughs> he tells her everything. <laughs> That's true. Just they wake up in the morning. Honey, what do you have on the agenda today? Oh, I I gotta listen to the damn podcast. <laughs> Like, Sorry, oh, cool. speaking of your dad, uh, did, ha, didn't you say he enjoyed our little letter that we wrote to you? Yeah, he was dying. Oh, let's talk about that. I thought that yeah. was so funny. Uh, I so, was, I was Ryan and so I hard. screwed up, okay? We had talked about doing this. It was the first time for everything. For, yeah, we talked about doing this forever ago, and we meant to, like, plant the seed in your mind that, like, we were going to email them. And, like, that way we could, down the line, be yeah. like, oh, they finally replied. Did you tell? Then, did you say who this was for? Did you say that yet? What? First. Did you did you say to the audience who you emailed? No. Okay. So yeah, you, you forgot to tell them who it was. Media, yeah. Well, sorry. Yeah, because I posted it. If you yeah. didn't see the social media, um, on April first, Cameron, well, all of us got a letter from Simply Lemonade, um, signed by Abe Rolfels. Um, <laughs> just a stupid name. Um, my dad loved that. But so we were. Well, my favorite part was that on the first draft, I wrote Coca Cola, like C O C O A. Um, but yeah, so we were gonna plant this idea in your mind, like, oh, we're gonna reach out to them just like by chance, like we're not expecting much or whatever. And then on April Fool's Day, be like, hey, we got a letter. We were actually gonna like have you read it on air. Oh, and, and then that didn't happen. And so on April Fool's Day, I was like, crap. And I like quickly threw that letter together, and we sent it your way. And I, I think I actually could, we could have done it a little bit better. When I sent you the screenshot, like, oh, they finally replied. Like, I shouldn't have done that step. I should have just started straight with the letter. But it's whatever. true. It's okay. We can't all be winners. Yeah. You I actually, know. I actually just remember I didn't even introduce you into this episode. <laughs> I'm just the nameless guy. You're just here. Yeah. Unknown I soldier. Want, I don't think you deserve an introduction after Let's this. Let's not intro me after, today. Well, after, this, know, after this week. I am curious. Um, what was the best April Fool's prank you guys ever pulled? Ever? Yeah. Ooh. So Cameron's bringing the question this week. I like was it. That gonna, was that, no, we, we could still do your question, too. Okay, it's not a great one. Oh, well, they per, never per are. Per the norm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny because I've actually never really pulled a big one. The one mm. I want to do every year, I think I was telling Ryan about this the other day, is every single year I say that I'm going to swap out all the photos in my house yep. with photos of sloths, <laughs> and I've just never done it because I'm always too lazy to do it. It's so um, dumb, but so funny. It's so dumb. It's so perfect, though. But, but yeah, I mean, have you pulled any like big ones? or? I don't think so. I'm not really a big April Fool's guy. You've never um, pulled a big one? No, never pulled the big one. Mm, yeah. I I there was one year where I got my mom really good. Um that'll I, show her. You yeah, you ate the wrong slice of pizza. I ate the wrong <laughs> slice of pizza, that's right. No, I was I was in I was in my English class and I, I was I really wanted to try and pull something on my mom, so 
I sent it, so I sent a, I texted her, I'm like, hey mom, I, I got some, something happened, and she's freaking out, she's freaking out, and um, I drove a minivan at that time, a blue, a blue minivan, and I said, hey, I said, mom, I, I came out to my car, and, you know, because our parking lot was um, located in, in a bingo hall area. And so we had a bunch of crazy people who were driving around, you know, crazy seniors who would drive around. And there were accidents that would happen in that parking lot. And so I said, so I said, Mom, uh, one of the bingo people, they hit my car and the entire side is wrecked. And I don't, I don't know what to do. And she's like, oh, no, send me a picture. So I found a picture online of a car that was relatively close to mine in a parking lot with this entire side of its wrecked. And I sent it to my mom. And she's like, oh, my God, are you okay? And it got to the point where she eventually drove to my school. She left her job. <laughs> she's oh like, God. she took time off of work to drive to my school and check out my car. And she's like, Cameron, I'm at the school. Your car seems to be fine. I'm like, what? Um. You sounds like she like April fools you back basically like not like in a like an actual prank way and just a you're gonna get your ass beat kind of way. <laughs> I never understood why your parents didn't like you, but now it makes no, a little more sense. All, it's all coming <laughs> There's together. There's lots of reasons why they don't like me. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. We don't have enough time to get into all those. We'll save that for we'll save that for another time. For uh, a special Joel, episode. Joel, do you have a question <laughs> that you could ask us that's maybe more in line with the topic this week? I do. So Indiana Jones, archaeologist, right? He's always hunting down these different treasures and stuff like that. So this one's going to be kind of a free-for-all, really. But I want to know what each of your buried treasures would be. So, like, if there was a buried treasure that, like, exemplified who you were, mm. what would it be? And I'll let you put five items in that buried five? treasure. Five? So we're doing, like, Cam a time Jesus capsule Christ, then. Cameron, you said – okay, I was going to do three. You want to do three instead? Let's, yeah, do let's do three. Let's do three. Five's a lot. I don't have Cameron that many. seems ready. Go yeah. for it, Cameron. Well, I can tell you right off the bat, my picture with Christopher Nolan. Okay. Um, There's going to be a picture in mine as well. Yeah. Well, oh, we're talking about me right now, Ryan. Calm yeah, down. I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So my picture of me and Christopher Nolan, um, along with that will be my in, my uh, DVD copy of Interstellar that's signed by Christopher Nolan. Jeez. Um, I is think the, is, is the other one going to be a, a comb that he used that you stole from him? Yeah, actually. A fork? Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Christopher he looks, Nolan, like, he use, he looks like he uses a fork to style his hair. <laughs> Christopher Nolan or me? Sure. Both. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, and then I think the final thing would be... Yeah, actually, I only have two things. I'm really not that important. You know, I don't have anything important. That wasn't life. the. It's not important well, for like someone else okay. to find. And this was also. If I ever win you, an Oscar, it'll, I'll put the Oscar in. There. Okay. You took yeah. this a direction I didn't expect, which the way I worded it lends itself to this, but I didn't necessarily mean like personal items either. Oh. Like thought, to give you an example, mine was going to be like a double double from In and Out. <laughs> um, maybe is like that an so, is that so you can is that so you can dig it up in 20 years and eat it later <laughs> yeah and still eat it oh. except if i'm gonna want to still eat it it's gonna have to be like a big mac or look something. at me misunderstanding the question no i liked your direction of taking oh, okay. it better it gives it some emotion i thought you meant like we like we left something for people to find of us kind of thing um I mean, if we're going that route, like I have a baseball card that has a piece of Jackie Robinson's jersey, so maybe that's, like oh, that's that. really cool. Yeah, 
It's probably so worth maybe that would be mine. Uh, it's it was a pretty highly put out like there's a lot of copies of that card. It was oh. like one of like 500, so it's not like anything crazy special. It's not a lot of copies. No, but dude, there's a there's a baseball card company called Allen and Ginter, and they have like some really weird ones. Like they have a card out there. I think it's like one of like five that has a piece of like Abe Lincoln's hair. It's freaking wild. That's pretty Who cool. Wants, who wants yeah. that? Uh, me? John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> John Wilkes Booth wants to finish the job. Yeah. <laughs> he wants he wants to clone Abe Lincoln to do it all again. <laughs> that was actually he's the gonna whole do purpose. it at the he's gonna do it at the arc light next time. <laughs> that was actually the whole purpose of the assassination is he shot him, took his hair, sold it to the um the And started baseball a baseball card, card company. Yep. He sold exactly. it to the guy that makes the inventions in uh in uh the prestige. <laughs> sold it to David Bowie. Yeah. You mean Nikola Tesla? <laughs> yeah, that guy. Yeah, the guy that invented Tesla, oh, exactly. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Uh, um, yeah, Joel, yeah. you already gave one of yours. Why don't you finish before I go? Uh, I wouldn't even – well, I don't know which route to go now. Would, would, so you let's should... just say I would put a double-double and that Jackie Robinson baseball card. All right, that's good. <laughs> so we're just doing two things now? I guess, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, this, yeah, this is tough. I have this, I have this funny bust – uh, you know, like how, like you have, the, you have like the, you know, you have like the, the hall, the NFL Hall of Fame bus. You know those, yeah. right? I have this one, but it's Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. Oh wow. my God! Okay. I love that. Yeah. No, okay, the, I have the, a story the, the, about the Nick quote, Offerman now. The quote on the bottom is, "Give me all the bacon and eggs you have." Oh yeah. So Hold I would on, put son. that in there. I fear that what you heard is, "Give me a lot of bacon and eggs." <laughs> what I meant was, um. Go ahead, tell your Nick Offerman story. So, no joke, I matched with someone on Tinder last night. That looks like Nick Offerman? No, 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 and we were telling... That's called Grinder. We were telling stories, okay. Uh, Telling stories, what is this? It was a conversation. (laughs) And and she was like, oh, I have a Nick Offerman story, and apparently, so her mom's an actor. Oh, so she has a Nick Offerman story. This isn't your story. You're just telling it by proxy. stories about the Nick Offerman story. You're You're stealing the story. Her mom was in the crucible with um, Nick Offerman. She, he was he was the male lead. She was the female lead. In an after party, um, they he Nick Offerman did a party trick where he peed into a glass and drank it. This sounds like an episode of Nathan for you. What is going on with your storytelling? Uh, yeah, like what are these stories? Uh, I told you I was in a bad mood. We need to have like a segment now that's like just like Cameron's weird stories. Oh, speaking of Cameron says. Oh my god. Big news today, guys. Oh, I knew this was gonna come up. I knew this was gonna come up. <laughs> um, if you guys didn't hear, um, Zendaya is actually gonna be voicing <laughs> Lola Bunny in uh, Space Jam. This is so problematic. For Cameron, you. can you so, stand up really quick? And turn around so I can see if you're wearing a tail. Oh, gross. I thought you were gonna, looking for something. Yeah, I thought yeah, I thought you were going somewhere else with that. That's horrible. Um, So it's kind of like my young – never mind, we're not going to – Nope, you already started. Oh, no. It's like my young self's dream mixing with my now self – you know, my young crush mixed in there. I, I, it's like some crazy Mad Lib that I never thought would happen. It's just like when I found out Zendaya was going to be Lola Bunny, I'm like, are you kidding me right now? My favorite thing is that, like, I've been seeing, like, all of this, like, 
like i mean i follow variety on twitter and facebook and all that stuff so like i i usually see the news fairly breaking no how did i find out about this cameron text us that's how i found out about this <laughs> i'm sorry when i i was just like this has to be a joke like there's no way that the world isn't a simulation and that this this whole thing was building up for uh just for one big punchline uh that lola bunny <laughs> It's gonna be voiced by Zendaya. I'm sorry, that kills me. God is my favorite comedian. Yep. Uh, Ryan, what are you licking, licking off your fingers? What? What are you licking off of your fingers? I have I have red wine on my desk right now. Oh, and there's a little bit fancy. UB40? No, no, no. no. What, Cam- what Cameron, kind of wine? Cameron doesn't a, get that joke because he's a child. Yeah. It's a cap. It's a caps off. What? Cabaret Sauvignon. Cabaret Sauvignon. Come on, Cameron. From where is it? Probably Trader Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> two Buck Chuck? Yeah. It's not Two Buck Chuck. No. Um, Wait, show me the bottle. Okay. This is one of my is favorite that the coastal? intros today. Oh, no. I like the Coastal. Do you ever get the Trader Joe's Coastal? No, I never had that one. Ryan, no, have you good. ever had? Ryan, have you ever tried the Coastal? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my god. Ryan's drinking a red wine. <laughs> I just want to do anything but talk about this movie tonight. Warheads, we haven't even began to even try talking about it Yeah. Yet. No, this is great. This is just like a freestyle. Unless episode. we have like it. one person that was really excited to hear people's thoughts on Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And they're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> you know, it's, I will say this. I'll, I'll go right out front and say this. And maybe this can lead us into this movie. So when I saw this, you guys know me. I'm one who walks out of movies, as I always say. And 99% of the time I say, yeah, that was fine. This was one of the few movies that I walked out of upset. Oh, now, for real? Would I have walked out and said, Jesus Christ, I want a refund? No, I, to this day, I still no. wouldn't do that. Which is but great I walked for our out show of this about what's great for our wanting show about a refund. Wanting a refund. So I would never say that. Uh, no, I walked out of this movie upset, and I went and saw this with some friends. Did you see um, it in the theater? Yeah, I saw opening so you weekend. Were, so you were what? Like, you were then, how old this, were you? Like, this came out in what, 2000 and... You were like 2008. Yeah, you were like this 14 or something like that? Yeah, it was 14. This yeah. Was my, uh, what? It, was this I like was July? This was summer going into high school. and It was May. Yeah, okay. So I was still in sixth grade. Or <laughs> I was still in eighth grade um, or just getting out of eighth grade. But, dude, I was so stoked about this. And then I went and saw it. Not even I, – I shouldn't say I was stoked. But, like, I know Spielberg didn't want to make this. And he, he really didn't want to make this. And Lucas and Ford, like – convinced him to do it and i was like you know what like if he said let's do it the script must have been good enough if he's in i'm in yeah if he's in i'm in so i went and saw it and i walked out and i was like jesus christ i can't believe not even not even he could save this movie yeah i can't believe this he said like i watched this interview with him and he was saying how like again how he didn't want to do it christ yeah (laughs) i watched this interview with jesus christ um he, so I was watching his interview with Spielberg and how he was talking about how, like, oh, like, I didn't even want to do this. And he was saying up until, like, it started coming time for them to really lock things in, he didn't even think he was going to direct it. He's like, yeah, we'll probably just pull some, like, young guy to do this. And then he ended the up directing it. Him. The young guy was him. Yeah. Because he was done with the franchise. He, he said in the interview, he was Every, like, you know, Everyone like, except Harrison Ford and George Lucas were done with yeah. this franchise. Yeah, because he, he the even fans. like specified like you what's know the how, name? Like, what's the name of the third one again? The Last Crusade. The Last Crusade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Indy literally rides off into the sunset. Like he, he ha- specifically stated that he he did that shot to say like 
this is it. This is the end of this franchise. This is the last we will ever see this character. And then Crystal Skull. Which... Okay, like, let's... Okay, we're just going to start getting into this. So, you know, at the beginning, there's the very first thing. <laughs> He's like, all right. And just we're just going. Ready, we're diving yeah. in. So, you know, like, how it starts, and it's like, they're in the big warehouse. Oh, Indiana Jones, they're in the warehouse. And no, no, it starts... With, with the race, that, okay. with the fucking the race. race scene that doesn't <laughs> the... lead to anything. Oh yeah, what okay. Was that? I they, read I, they. I I think I read this too. But you that go they ahead. put it in because George Lucas likes oh, racing. I, like, oh, I, you know, it would be great if we open the movie with like a scene with like oh, an old style God. racing car racing down the road against a, um, um, you know, one of those army tanks. You could have them racing each other, and then one peels off to the right and heads to Area Fifty One as the other one goes off. Well, George, what happens with the rest of those characters? What? Listen, I want to say this right now. Thanks, that George, was, for coming by and telling us that. Yeah, thank you, George Lucas, for stopping by. That was a decent George Lucas impression. Thank you. That was better than I would have expected. Are you saying I don't have any talent? No, I'm just well, saying I, George Lucas is a up. George Lucas is not an easy voice to do. No, I, not that I, I've really tried that often, but that was pretty good. Thank you. I think so. That was um, right off the fly. What? I, I thought Cameron was going to no, say something. Cameron's, re- Cameron's ready, but he's letting you cook no, first. I, I, so. Yeah, I saw this movie in theaters, and the one thing I remember Me too. is that I was 11 years old, and they had a special totally remembered. They had a special plastic <laughs> tub at the movie theater that was For like popcorn. It, yeah, is Indiana Jones, uh, and it was a, it was a jumbo, and we got it. My dad and I got it, and um, my but my dad doesn't eat popcorn, so I had the entire bucket <laughs> with me. And we get we get half we well we get done with the movie. My dad looks over and he's like, "Where's the popcorn?" I'm like, "Well, I ate the whole bucket." He's like, "You ate the jumbo bucket by yourself?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." So then we got home, and I spent the next three hours throwing up popcorn. If you don't finish the tub of popcorn by the time the trailers are over, you're doing it wrong. I was that 11 popcorn years needs old. that popcorn needs to be gone before the trailers start. I was 11 years Question: old. Do you guys put those little like? things on your popcorn like the you have to be a little more that, descriptive I will, no i know what he's talking about i, I don't know what he's, are you talking about like the, the little, salt and shit yeah they're like the little seasonings no not the salt no. ryan they're specifically the, the like i have the it's oh like like, like the cheddar like ones ranch, all that? cheddar yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah those are gross. jalapeno those are gross those aren't gross they're gross joel why would you ruin popcorn movie theater popcorn is already so good as is okay I, I love I popcorn, love but I also popcorn, am not but I like. Also, am not like. <laughs> you guys were saying. <laughs> I, oh my god! I, I okay. I enjoy popcorn, especially at a movie. But like, I, I'm, a, I'm also a big like sauce guy or like flavors guy. So like, if you told me like, here's this thing, but we're gonna flavor it like something else. Like, I'm all in. I'm all in. I have well, never you once only, eaten popcorn and been like, you know what would have been good here's a different flavor. You know, you know, like I you know, grew up, like I would sprinkle like lemon on popcorn. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, what? lemon on popcorn is fire. Oh, you know um, what I really like is like, um, just like so I get my popcorn, I get some mayonnaise and just like shake. Oh, it out of <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you guys do that straw thing that everybody does with the popcorn for the butter? With the butter? No, yeah. no, that's weird. Why just is that weird? It's the part popcorn. of the pop. This, okay, the, so this is normal. When worked, so when I <laughs> to put the, the straw in the middle? No, it's not. That's yeah, not or normal. else all you're eating is like, oh, you got butter on the fi- the top three pieces of popcorn. Don't, don't put butter on your popcorn. Hold on, hold on. Let's let Cameron talk. When I was at the movie theater, because <laughs> so many people would request 
for their butter they'd be like people would be like hey can you go get it from the back and butter it in the middle or whatever because people would ask that all the time what we did is we said no we put it as a policy where we didn't do that anymore we took the butter from the back we put it on the sides and we said hey if you want to do it do it yourself with a straw i'm not wait i'm not understanding what do you mean butter from the back I just like behind like, the counter. Like, That's yeah, yeah, where the yeah, good that, butter's at. They'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, "Hey, can you go get me the?" They slide some a twenty dollar bill. How about the good? How, butter give me the, Give me some of that butter from the bag. Well, no, that was the thing. Like honestly, if people, if like uh, if I had a nice, if I had a nice customer, I'd go and get them the popcorn from the back because that's where we kept the you know the ones freshly, that are already in the bags. No, the freshly popped stuff. Oh, you so kept I, that in the back. Yeah, because it was in the popper. Oh, the popper was, like, way in the back. You're not saying, like, oh. You didn't just have the popper, like, in front of people, like most movie theaters? No, it was in the way back. That's shady. Oh, no, that is is terrible, dude. You need kinetics. You need kinetics over there at that that little desk. But people want to see the popcorn popping and smell it. Oh, they can see it. It's just in the back. But is it? What do you mean? Like, is there the like way a you're wall? making it sound? Is like there's an office. Like, hey, no, I gotta yeah. go to the popcorn no, office real office. quick and get you your, can, your bag you of popcorn. See, it's like there's like there's a back and then there's like the counter, and like the counter is like a half counter, so you can see the, like everything. Like when people are in the back, you can see them from the front. There's just a counter there, and so when they and then there's the front where like all the like um concessions are or whatever. The popcorn machine should be on the counter. Then how you're describing it, it should no, be in front of everybody to see it. But it should be on the counter. Well, no, the machine itself. I mean, it's a giant. So I'm gonna need you to draw an image of this. <laughs> yeah. We need the, we need the layout. We need the I'll blueprint. take a picture because I'm gonna go to the movie theater uh, here in a couple. You're uh, gonna weeks. return to your former place of employment. Yeah. Nice. Are you gonna find a girl there? They actually asked me if I wanted to start working there again. I don't think you should look for the girls that work in the movie theater anymore. So okay, I here's the thing. I of the of the four people I've dated. Oh my god! I don't want to get into this again. Three people who have worked at movie theaters have been my favorite relationships. So okay. three out of four. Okay. Shout out to the one. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> okay. Anyway, so prior to ignoring, okay, before we get Jesus Christ. Okay. Before we, before we get into crystal skull, um, what is your guys' like relationship with Indiana? Jones? He's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> like, i what? see him every i see him every holidays <laughs> what it's like with indiana jones he, like, he air he air drops his my gifts from the seaplane and waves down at me yeah <laughs> what is your guys's like connection to indiana jones prior to crystal skull like do you guys enjoy the trilogy is it just kind of whatever to you like i think that the trilogy itself is one of the best trilogies in cinema um and me personally I like the second and the third one, but I think the first one stands out as like an exceptional film. I think you and I, Joel, both were like when we did our honorable mentions on the top five episode, we both would have had that on there. Um, it's one of my favorite films for sure. Uh, a lot of my like history behind it actually comes from the theme park. Uh, oh, yeah. Not not the ride here in California, but the stunt show in Florida. In Florida. Have you ever seen the stunt show? I've never seen it. Oh, it is awesome. I'm so very they, aware of it. But they do the, they do a couple of the scenes from Raiders. They do the Boulder Run, which is awesome. They do the the plane where the guy gets chopped up by the plane. They mm-hmm. do that one. How do um, they do that? How do they fake it? Yeah, I can't tell you. You gotta go see it. Damn it! Okay, I don't want to spoil that for you. Yeah, when when Florida's not like a nuclear test site anymore. Um, for COVID stuff, we can go and we'll go watch it. 
Um, All you have to do is survive uh, Florida is just stick yourself in a lead uh, a lead refrigerator and you're oh good. Oh my then. god, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think my history with Indiana Jones stems from like seeing the movies when I was young and then watching that show and like having an appreciation for mm-hmm. it. So I, because of all that, I was very excited to see the fourth one because I was a dumb kid who didn't understand that, Hey, maybe they shouldn't make movies after they really ended properly. Um, but I didn't care. I was like 16 or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I went and saw it in the theater 11. just like all of us. You've said that multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really funny that you have that connection to the parks because, like, I saw Raiders when I was a kid. I saw – well, all three of them. I saw Raiders, you know, probably – I'm pretty sure I saw Raiders first. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I saw all three of them, Temple of Doom, Last Crusade, and then I went to Disneyland. And I specifically remember that – like I was such a big chicken with theme park rides, like as a kid. Like com- uh, what I was as a kid compared to what I am now. Like I'm such a theme park junkie now, and I ro- like roller coasters. It's just like I crave it, right? But as a kid, I didn't want anything to do with them. And I remember the first time I rode Indiana Jones, I felt like like brave. You know, it was like, oh, I did it. And that's all I could think about. And one of the things I remember most is right across the street from Indiana Jones Adventure at Disneyland is the bazaar, and over there they sell like branded like indiana jones hats and mm-hmm. whips and all that stuff and like all i wanted was one of those hats and one of those whips i um, because like indy was such a cool those. character to me yeah yeah he's just like he's such a, like an iconic character and it's like how could you not want to that's be a, him, yeah you know? that's the thing with that character like he trans that character transcends its own movies like yeah he's it's so like, popular outside of just the fr- like there are people that have never seen a single indiana jones movie but know exactly who that is He's almost like a – without being a spy, he's almost like an American Bond. Like he yeah. has that like suaveness they to take him. A lot of elements like, from, they take a lot of elements from Bond too. Yeah, so. he like he, he gets himself in mm-hmm. these situations and these very like crazy like things. But it's like he's always calm, cool, and collected. But there is his one thing that you know he has, which is like his snakes for, for Indy. You know? And it's like all these characters. It's oh, like, I thought it was going to be his fear of commitment. Oh, yeah, that too. Um, you know, he it's like he's such – a just cool calm collected guy and it's like that's what makes him seem so cool it's like oh like let me run away from this boulder let me let me use my whip to fling myself across this you know chasm right here. oh this guy this guy's twirling knives at me let me get my pistol and shoot him in yeah the and head. shoot him yeah like and then just walk away like oh it's so sick cameron i don't think we didn't really touch on you like like what's your connection to indiana jones prior to yeah Crystal I, mean, Skull? I beat the lego indiana jones game so i know the nice. story pretty well um other than that yeah I, that was it i i watched <laughs> that was the first it? movie once um and then i watched the fourth movie because my dad was excited when it came to theaters and he was like hey you want to go with this with me and i was like sure maybe i can get Wait, some so you've popcorn. seen raiders and crystal skull yeah yeah that's I'll, I'll be i'll be completely honest i think i've seen Ma- temple of doom and last crusade maybe twice each <clears throat> Honestly, you know, they don't. It's like I, I said, like they don't hold the same weight no. as the Raiders thing, does. And like the thing is, is I, I just don't find this type of adventure all that interesting. And that's like and not saying like that's specific to like the movie or the story, because mm-hmm. obviously Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, is considered to be one of the best movies, you know, made ever, Um, you know, especially it's considered to be one the like one of if not the best adventure movie ever made. Right. It's just that, like, that specific, 
feel like you know oh he's an archaeologist oh he just like you know uh it's just not something that i was ever very interested in right it's funny that you say that because like i haven't really mentioned it much on this show which is hilarious that i haven't like i love and ryan and cameron both know this i absolutely adore the national treasure films and i am just such a huge fan of everyone national treasure. Yeah, yeah absolutely and i feel like indie is very like obviously it came first but like it's that type of film you know like in national treasure it's like oh they're finding all these clues and you know as as the character says you know and that'll lead to another clue and do another clue right it's like that's what it feels like and and raiders felt like that where it's like they find the staff and you have to take the staff over here and the staff once you put the staff in the right spot like the light comes down and it's like cameron cameron likes to use the reference of like video game checkpoints yeah exactly and that's what it feels like and i feel like with this one with crystal skull it it didn't feel that way, and they it was video game. Talk- it was it was checkpoints to a game that I hated. Yeah, like and and Call of they Duty actually game. talk about that. Yeah. Like George Lucas says that with the original Indiana Jones trilogy, that they wanted to feel very like 1930s, 1940s, like serial type stuff, right? Whereas they wanted this one to feel very 1950s B movie, and I, I that, feel like yeah. it did, but in the worst way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah, like it, I, they would they. Were, would have been lucky to make this a b movie this yeah was, this was an f so um, um i see it. what you did there ryan thank you i'll be here all week um i mean we're kind of starting to dive into it a little bit did you want to do this i was gonna yeah i was gonna throw to that next um let's get that get that done so we can really go into some of this stuff because we have a lot to talk about um so we're gonna throw it to our summary section where we give you a brief rundown of the events of the movie and when we come back we'll dive a little deeper several years after the events of the last crusade we head to the 1950s to rejoin our daring hero indiana jones and this time he's going on a rescue mission young greaser mutt williams comes to town to let indy know that his old friend ox has been kidnapped by the russians and indy is the only one that can save him the two head on an archaeological adventure to stop the Russians and save Ox from peril. Also, aliens. I just want to make something clear that I don't know if it was outright stated by everyone. We all think this movie sucks, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Right? Yes. Yeah, it, this is this movie is atrocious. And, Joel, I, I gotta be honest with you, I was upset when you picked this. Like, I knew it was fantastic for the show, but then I thought about it, I was like, I have to watch this again. <laughs> like, well, and you know what's funny? I hadn't, I hadn't seen it since 2008, so. Well, what I was going to say is it's like, I almost feel bad because it's like a lot you of should. times we pick these movies because, I, and me, I, you guys can probably agree, like a lot of times when I pick these movies, they're movies I've only seen once because I didn't like them. Right. You know what I mean? And I finished watching this and I was like, yep, it was as bad as I remember, but I was also like, but I also really don't have a lot to say about this. It was that bad. Yeah. It was boring. You know, like. Yeah, that's, it was the, a boring that's the movie. biggest thing is it's just so boring, you know? And yeah. it's like a lot of these movies we pick, they're they're bad, and it's like comedically there's bad. Something, yeah, there's something fun for us to latch on, like a fun topic that right. we can discuss behind and it. with this, it was just so like, ugh. Like it was like a chore the to action, get through it. Yeah, the action sequences seemed like they lasted forever, and they weren't they weren't engaging at all, right? Like there's no. that one sequence. The that sequence was like, with the Jeep? Is that where you're going? What, in the like forest? Like on the river? 
Yeah. Oh, with the with the with the car that turns into the boat. Yeah, yeah or, that, or, and then it, like, and that's also with the same the, with scene the with, like, with the, the ants. The ants. And yeah. It's like, oh my god. It's, it's like all it just one kept scene. on yeah. going and going. That's like a twenty-minute scene. Yeah, yeah, and it was just it was crazy. It was crazy because I like literally I was like, is this still happening? It just. <laughs> It, it all like, did I accidentally together. rewind? Yeah, it, it, it all melded together, and it was just not, you know, they're like, oh, there's a waterfall. There's one, and they it's super far, and they survive, and then there's another one. They survive, right? It's like, okay, I don't know how I'm supposed to see find any gravity in this not only situation. Do, yeah, not only do they, sur- do they survive going over three waterfalls, they are all still in the boat. Yeah, <laughs> so, except for the last the, one. Yeah, it's just I'm like, curious, like. It. They, that's that's a great point that you brought up, Cameron. That's actually that specific scene is something I wanted to talk about. To go back and refer back to Raiders, like that scene, I think what makes it feel like it takes so long is every single one of our main characters is, is all involved in that same scene yeah. in the same spot, as opposed to them being like broken up to where we can cut from. Indy's over here and Mutt's mm, over yeah. here and, and and whatever and Max over here or Mary is over here you know like yeah they can all be involved in the same situation but in different areas of it kind of having their own battles but instead it was like nope all of your main yeah. characters are in this car you and know, this car you know what's interesting about that is that I don't know if you guys noticed this uh Cameron you might not have because you haven't seen all the movies but Joel maybe you have did you know that he for every Indiana Jones movie that he's in he has an extra companion added to his team essentially did you know that I never really realized that. No. So, so in the first one, it's obviously just Marion, Marion mm-hmm. Ravenwood, and then in the Unsala. second, I'm like, but he he's only like his companion for like a small portion of that okay. film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whereas in uh, Last Crusade, he's much more prominent, mm-hmm. I would say, in the actual journey. Um, and then in the second one, it's short round, and I can never remember that girl's name. What is her name? You know who I'm talking about. The blonde uh, Kate girl. Kate Capshaw. Kate Capshaw's Yeah, character. I know I know I know who she is, but I don't remember the character's name. No, but right. I her. can't think of her name either. And then the third one, it's uh Henry Jones Sr., Sean Connery's character, mm-hmm. Sala in that one, and then um I forget his name too. The guy that he has a little tribute to in this one. Uh, what is his Mac? name? Mac? No, because Mac is the character in this Cac- movie. Yeah. No, I'm talking about for Oh, Last the Crusade. one who's next to uh Marcus Bro- Marcus Brody. Marcus yeah, yeah, Brody. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so those three go along with him in Last Crusade. Um, and then in this one, there's four, because it's Marion again, um, and then it's Mutt, and Ox, and Mac, who is a character that I really want to talk about. <laughs> um, I want to talk about a bunch of those characters, but there's something else I want to Was Mac on. not in any other movie? No, well, no, and like that's why I'm so confused. Because right. like, <laughs> they build him up, yeah. like all yeah, these memories he has that's think, of all, think of all these adventures we've gone on, Jonesy. It's like, yeah. you, I've never seen you before. Who you are, who you that's are. what, when you guys were talking about this, I was like, I thought he was in the because I never saw the second and right. third one, so I thought like he was like a mate. It's like how it, it's like ones. how in Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom we find out that Hammond has this like this like co-developer of Jurassic Park. It's like where have you been? Like nobody's even heard of you, oh, and now you're yeah. like an essential it's... character to the to like the backstory. It was so James weird. Cromwell's character, yeah. That yeah. Mac comes out of nowhere and just like say Ox is the same way. It's like I haven't seen him in twenty years. It's just like. Oh, Okay, like where are these How people come from? Write John Hurt into this movie. Yeah, basically, it's just like I know, like a lot of the other characters like didn't want to be in it. Like Sean Connery didn't want to be in it. Um, 
uh, John, John Reese Davis, Davis yeah. declined because he was only supposed to have a cameo, mm-hmm. and he was just like, "Well, if I'm only going to be in like one scene, I'm not even going to bother." Like, yeah. I just, I just see what I just made. I was just in three Lord of the Rings movies. I can chill. <laughs> um, it's just so weird. Like, it's like uh, to your point. Like, we spent the whole movie with this whole group together essentially, and we're just slowly adding to it. Mm-hmm. And it was but, so busy. Yeah, it really did. It was busy. Feel yeah, busy and like there were yeah. so many characters, and I was just like, I don't. Like you had to pay attention, and then there was the thing, you know, with Mac. It was like, oh, he's on our side. Oh, he's on their side. Oh, he's on Dude, our side. Oh, oh he's on God. their side. So now I are you a are you a triple agent? A triple no, agent? I just lied about being a double agent. Just like okay, like I don't care. Like it's so funny because, like I said, I only the only time I saw this was at time in theaters, and I walked yeah. out like all upset. And when he <laughs> says when he said that line where he's like he was like. What I, I basically yelled it at you. He's like, "What were we in Berlin?" And he's like, "Double agents." Double agent. And I, as soon as he said that line, it you clicked know, in my yeah. mind. I was like, "Oh wait, no, he's gonna turn on him again at the end." Him. Yeah, and I was yeah. so pissed off again. Well, I was like, like, "Are you kidding me?" His reasoning for turning on him is so dumb. Just like I played a lot of card games and uh, I'm in debt, so I know we've been on adventures for twenty or thirty years, but. I'm going to have them kill you. Well, in the initial <laughs> time like, okay. he turns on him is so weak. It, it's like, awful. It's like, That's my point. Yeah. It's horrible. It's um, it's very dumb. It was just like, okay, like, he's, you know, we've, okay, it makes it worse that, you know, they've, I don't know if it makes it better or worse that we've never seen the character before because at first I was like, oh, well, that seems kind of lame that they would have this guy that he's been doing so many adventures with. They would just, like, have him. You get shoehorned sides because yeah. like they need they needed him to, but at the same time, it's almost worse that he's a brand new character because we don't even know him at all, and it doesn't like, mean anything. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't mean right. anything. You're like, oh, okay. Jordan, now, do you think? Do you think it would have been better if he just wasn't there and Sala was that character, but he also didn't turn on him? Like, would it just ooh, been better? Or yeah, just... yes. I thought you were gonna say if Sala was there and Sala did turn on him. And no, like, no Sala no, would that, never turn on yeah, him. Yeah, I was like, that no. that wouldn't happen. Um, no. Sala, I'm Sala's a real one. Cameron, it wouldn't. Yeah, he freaking sends his kids out in the freaking yeah. middle of a bar to Sol- save Sol- Anthony. The- Hello, my friends. <laughs> Welcome, my friend. Um, Cameron, this may not really pertain to you because you've only seen the first one, mm-hmm. but I was reading, and I actually never really thought about this until I read this, that this is the only movie in the Indiana Jones franchise that doesn't start with an adventure that doesn't have to do with the movie. Correct. And mm-hmm. I'm curious what you think about that, Ryan, because I personally think. That's a huge miss. I, yeah. I like seeing like indie just kind of doing indie things. And yeah. then after that, then it gets into the story. Yeah. You know, whereas the this open, one, it's the, just like, nope, we're just starting with a story. The opening scene of Raiders is so good. Well, oh, my God. It's say, so good. I can't comment on the other movies, but when you think of Raiders of the Lost Ark, you think of two things. You think of, obviously, the Ark of the Covenant mm-hmm. and the boulder sequence, right? Yep. And, Jock, like Get the are, engines! I, <laughs> get the plane like, up! <laughs> I think that the boulder sequence is probably the most memorable and the most thought about when you think of indiana jones for me it's the, it's the most the market it's I the most marketable of, yeah. moment in all of indiana jones uh, and it, like you said it doesn't have anything to do with the no it's just a it's just a fun introduction to the yeah. character mm-hmm. yeah yeah no this was this one was terrible because we had that horrible intro with the cars chase the car chase thing or whatever that was um and then we're just yeah we're right in it and just like yeah and that lasts like five minutes it's so all it's, it's just the whole opening <laughs> credits good. it's set to hound dog and it's just like why like so awful yeah um, i kept thinking i was like i was like huh, i don't remember this and it, they keep building suspense like something bad is gonna happen or like they're gonna, nothing like, nothing or does. like that they're gonna like shoot or crash into the you know the 
Yeah, because the guy even says, what do you got under there? You know, and it's like, oh, like, yeah, what do they got under there? And then it's just nothing. No. Yeah, then you just leave it. It's like, well, that was pretty dumb. (laughs) I, um, I would like to lodge a complaint about this movie. Oh, get someone get the manager. I, I have an issue here. So we're, we're in agreement. Like, this is bad. Yes. Yeah. How... (laughs) How you just got that now? How does Rotten Tomatoes have this as certified fresh seventy eight percent? And how does Meta, how does Metacritic sit here with a Metascore of sixty five percent? I don't. I saw that. I don't understand. The RT one is absolutely ridiculous. Seventy eight percent. I was so thrown off by that, but I actually went to go look at some of like their highlighted reviews on here, and it's just. I want to read a couple of them. I'll be quick. I was actually going to ask you to do this. Yeah. No, I'll be yeah, very, please. I'll be very quick with this. All right. So here's the first one. I'm not going to use names because we don't want to get anybody mad at us. Um, okay. Here's the first one. Everything happening so dizzyingly fast and with such a dazzling disregard for any kind of realism, it sort of doesn't matter that the plot is a silly rambling nonsense or that Harrison Ford is now 312 years old. So that's a that's a fresh rating for somebody that says it doesn't matter that the plot sucks. Um, that's fun. Um, here's another one. The film doesn't feel as punchy, amusing, or as fast-paced as the best of the other three films, so it's worse than the other three. Okay, good start. Um, but it's passable both as nostalgia and old-fashioned action-adventure that favors impossible leaps from waterfalls over psychological insights. Um, again, so a review that says, yeah, it's the worst one and – not really well thought out, but I had a good time. Um, here's another one. I'll answer the most important question first. Yes, there is a Wilhelm scream in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. These people gave it fresh ratings, and did you hear anything positive about the movie in those and ratings? S- here's what I don't understand. <clears throat> like, I assumed the positive ratings were simply going to be resting on sentimentality, right? Like, oh, like, this is my childhood. Like, I, I grew up with Indiana Jones, right? But we've talked in the past about – did you hear how high I got? Like, a yeah. We've talked in the past about being able to excuse a bad script or whatever if the story is somehow entertaining, right? Yeah. Like if what's happening on screen is still somehow entertaining. I think that's what people did with Jurassic World and with uh, – and uh, what was the, the Star Wars uh, – force awakens like two film franchises that people are very attached to and they're very excited to have new entrants into the franchises and they ignore some of the issues behind them because they're just excited to have these movies being made right. again. and i think this falls in line with that but see that's the thing is like with this one there was there was no saving grace there was no. nothing about this that no. was those like two those, worth it those two me. movies that I, those two movies that i mentioned are leaps and bounds better than this yeah one. like i watched this and i was just left so disappointed it didn't mm. give me anything even like the mutt storyline was just so oh, bland God. like obviously like the instant we meet him we know he's going to be indy's son yeah like, we, you know you just, right you away. know right off yeah. the bat but even like the reveal of that and the way it plays out later on it's just so bleh the only good thing to come out of that was at the end when Mutt's like leaving and he's like, "Oh, why won't you stay?" And he's like, "I don't know, Dad. Why didn't you stay?" Or something like that. I hate, oh, I hated, I hated that line. I was like, "Oh, this is so cringe." It's, exactly. Yeah, that's why I hated it. It was so cringy. It's just like this. Just you, this doesn't feel earned. You know yeah. what else does? You know what else doesn't feel earned is the fact that Marion Ravenwood. Uh, India, Dr. Jones walks out on her a week before their wedding, hasn't heard from him outside of one letter in what I assume is like 20 years at 20 this point. Years, yeah. She falls right back in love with him in yep. like 30 minutes. <laughs> like, 
I, I understand that Indy's supposed to be super charming, but like, come on, like, just right away, she's right back, right back into it with him. Which like, and I love, I, I love Karen Allen. I'm oh, glad that I, she was I think, in this. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Harrison Ford and Karen Allen are the only two good performances mm -hmm. in this movie. But that's probably because they're just playing characters that we like so much already. Because uh, Marion Ravenwood is fantastic, is a fantastic character in Raiders of the mm -hmm. Lost Ark, um, yeah. and of course Indiana Jones is um, incomparable. But everybody else is horrible in this. Like I think it's awful. It's it's a mess of a movie, it, and I that's like that even feels like a, with that. Oh well, that oh my I wanted God. to ask you guys about that. Kate Blanchett's accent in this, or Kenneth Branagh's accent in Tenet. Which would you rather listen to? <laughs> It's a great uh, question. Up, that's for sure. Oh, Her I, accent was just so grating. Which Kenneth is funny because all of the like henchmen were all actually Russian. Yeah. Like they specifically went with which Russian have, actors. And they have so many lines where they just speak in Russian, but they didn't put subtitles up to know what they were saying. It's just like, I mean, I guess we could piece it together. Or you just, you care so little about the dialogue in your film. You're not even going to tell us what, these, like, oh, what well, these mean. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't mean anything towards the story. Moving on. Yeah. Um, Oh my God, Kate Blanchett! I, what uh, do you guys know? Like what else? She, like was this, was this before or after her Oscar win for supporting actress? Do you guys remember? What she um, won supporting this, actress this for? This had to be before. She won supporting actress for A oh yeah so what so Aviator in two thousand and four she won best supporting actress. Oh yeah, um, I forgot about. That. And then of course she won for Blue Jasmine as yeah. lead actress after this movie. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out like where this was sandwiched in her career so to know that like she was an oscar-winning actress and then this is the role that they gave her it's just so disappointing because i think Kate blanchett's arguably like the best female like the best actress going and like i and just to see her in a right movie now like this, i think so yeah oh we're gonna fight we are I, gonna fight i really i think she is who do you uh, i can't wait to hear who you think it is the best actress right now is saoirse ronan She's great too. Yeah, of course. Um, um I think Saoirse Ronan, uh, I think Rooney Mara um is excellent. I think I love um, Rooney Mara, but what's she been doing lately? Did you see Ghost Story? I didn't. Well, there you go. Did you see Girl in a Dragon Tattoo? She's but that was that. forever ago. I'm talking about like like has she been very active lately cuz I'm looking at Rooney Mara's IMDb her? and this is the last thing she was in in 2018. She's got a small role in her, so but it's important, but it's no, small. she's no, she's fantastic in her though. Amy it's Adams in such a small is another role. good one. She's fantastic. But I think I'm you're, is, I think you're discrediting Kate Blanchett a little bit. I think she's in that group with all of those people. Yeah, I would agree with you, oh, Ryan. No, no, I, no. I don't I, know I, if I, I would say. She, I, I, I said I it was my. I said it was my actress. opinion. Everybody else yeah, that you yeah, mentioned yeah. is fantastic, but oh, I just, yeah. I, in my opinion, I would probably put her number one. Oh, I think she's an excellent actress. I hope that's not what's coming across. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, because people are people are people already get mad at you very quickly. So I just wanted to make sure we got that cleared up. I think she's very good. I just think there are so many. It's a it's a great spectacular it's a great field. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. There's no um, wrong answer out of this group. It's just my opinion was that one. Viola That's Davis. That's my opinion. Yeah, Viola Davis is fantastic. Um, um, but I was just curious, Jennifer like Lawrence. Okay. Well, now we're now we're getting. I swear to God, man, you <laughs> uh, if you talk. Uh, I've seen I've seen enough X Men movies to okay, but like look at like her like the I know I know Cameron her like actual like performance is yes. fantastic yes I, like, I agree have you 100%. seen Silver if Linings you, if, you if you t if you take her if you take out her Hunger Games and her X Men movies the rest of her filmography is great I I, I understand 
Um, but the point I'm bringing up with Kate Blanchett is like to see someone so talented be saddled, saddled with such a terrible role. It's just tough to watch. Like, like you just get, you just get upset every time that you see, see her on screen. It was the same thing with Shia. Um, like, cause he was, he was coming up on the scene and I got a great story to tell about that with this movie, Well, but I want to talk about the cast first. I mean, you're right. Seeing Kate Blanchett in this for me was honestly, uh, how I felt when I saw Lucy Hale in fantasy Island, oh my knowing God. <laughs> that they could have utilized her so much more, you know, you know what I'm you're, saying? You're such a jackass. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like jo- Joel, what do you think about? What do you think about like some of these performances? Like, out. I think. Do you agree that outside of Karen Allen and Harrison Ford, it's just a miss all around? Yeah, it was just like, like okay, you got a big time guy like John Hurt, and that's yeah. what you do with him. He's just like, speaking gi- speaking gibberish for most of the movie. Yeah, like I I'm gonna admit to a movie that I unapologetically enjoy right now, and that is uh, Ready Player One. Yeah. Okay. Me too. And. Mark Rylance's performance in Ready Player oh, One yeah. is one of the most like cringe things I've ever yeah, seen in my it's, life. Uh, it's horrible. It is terrible. After he just came off the Oscar win for Bridge of Spies, yeah, and then he goes and does this next, and it was just like, oh my god, right? And mm-hmm. that's how I feel about John Hurt in <laughs> Crystal Skull. Is it's like you give this phenomenal actor such a like bizarre character to play, and he's literally just like speaking like in sentences that like they're not complete sentences like or they're complete sentences but they're not in context so the whole time you know like with the waterfall thing he's always like they go down in threes or whatever and it's like none of this stuff makes sense to you until it starts happening yeah and it's just such a waste of a character you know and it's like it's not even like oh it was a bad performance it was just the character was written terribly that he couldn't do anything with it yeah. You know, Mac was like we talked about. Mac was just blah. Like we don't know who this guy is. All of a sudden, hits this guy thrown into, who's been in these life forever, and you don't connect to him in any way. No, you know. And Mutt, it's just like, what is there to like about Mutt? You know, he's he's not he's not necessarily a character you hate, but he's not really enjoyable either. No, you know? even when you find out that he's the son of our two favorite characters in the like in the movie, yeah. like, you just don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, I think while watching this movie today, um, when did Last Crusade come out? What year was that? Oh, I got that. It was 1989. Okay, so 1989. This movie came out in 2008. 19 years. That is 19 years. They had 19 years, and this was a story they came up with. Well, originally, yeah. this originally this was supposed to be made in 1993. With the same story? No, they changed the, it, it obviously went through a ton of rewrites and things like that. Well, but the original plan was to release the fourth one in nineteen ninety three. It was just so dumb and like the whole like alien brain I got oh all god. the knowledge. Oh my god, we haven't touched like, Yeah, oh. I've been like holding off on oh, that, I'm but sorry. yeah. That, no, no, go that, let's do yeah, it. Just let's play, do it. Yeah. Because like that was the thing is like obviously I haven't seen the other you know, the second and third one, but you know, the first one was about Ark of you know, about the Ark of the Covenant, of course. Yeah. You know, there's, you know, there's a little bit of like, um, I don't want to say paranormal, but you Mystic- know what I mean. There's like yeah. some mysticism. Yeah, behind it's yeah, like, it's, it's in all of them. Yeah, and but like I like I don't know if any of the other ones, but um, were there just straight up aliens in the other no, movies? No, or no, they're no, just no. like, and hey, let's time travel and dimension travel. That, 
like that was one of my biggest things here is like it felt like it jumped the shark this was the one that made <laughs> yeah. me feel like you mean it, you mean it, you, it nuked the fridge yeah it nuked the fridge like this was the one that lost the suspension of disbelief for me yeah right mm-hmm. all these other ones like you said there's all this mysticism to it and people melting and it's you know believable. Ri- ripping hearts out of people's chests and stuff like that but it was like yeah. it made sense in these stories and like this one it was just like and again, they they make it very clear that it's not aliens; they're interdimensional beings, right? But it's Even like you watch look, this; they look like yeah, everybody's It's like this is exactly what if you they're told someone to draw aliens. an alien, this is what it would be. And when they first, when they have Indy like hooked up to that thing, and Kate Blanchett's like talking about it, and she's like, "You've never seen one before, whatever," and she uncovers it. I remember specifically that was the moment the movie lost me the first time I watched yeah. it because I was like, "Oh my god, they're about to do aliens," you know. And then the ending, which we'll get to. It's just like, oh, my God, why? You know, it's like, why did they have to go this route? There were so many other things you could have done. And Aliens, it was so cheap. And going back to Spielberg not wanting to do this movie, he even told Lucas and Ford, he was like, I don't want to do Aliens. I've done Aliens twice. And they were like, well, it's not Aliens. Yeah, and he was like, well, Uh, I really want to do it. Yeah, that's just – that's so ridiculous that – their their take on that was like well it's not technically aliens it's like no yeah. it is like it's exactly you had a flying saucer in the movie hey, yes oh my <laughs> god it's just straight out of mars attacks like what are we talking about here it's absurd i i can't stand it i cannot stand that that's the direction they went with this franchise i think it, i i like i said i don't get it i don't see how people could have watched this and been like yeah i had a good time this isn't one of those it's a bad movie but at least i had a good time there is so much in this movie that it's just to go to be boring and stupid at the same time, you you can't sit through that. You mm-hmm. cannot sit through that movie and tell me it's worth watching. So, I'm sorry, you can't. Um, in all honesty, while I was watching this movie today, I was working on my taxes, um, <laughs> and I had more Cameron, fun it's doing. April 3rd. I had more well, they got the deadline doing, got pushed back. Oh yeah, I had more fun doing that than watching the movie. I couldn't wait for this to end. I don't know. Like we've said it multiple times, this one just like. As with a lot of the movies we've reviewed, there's nothing about this that's redeeming. Like I try to li- like look back and think, what was something that I was when I was watching this? I was like, oh, that was fun. Literally, the only thing I could think is that they used so many of the musical cues from the original. You know, they were all mm-hmm. like when we see the arc. You know, you get the little theme from 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 Raiders, and I mean, obviously, the main Indiana Jones theme is there too. And it's like that's the only good stuff. Indy with his hat. How many times is Indy's hat like? Oh, he's, he's gonna lose his hat, and he picks it back up, and it's like, yeah, I love, you when, like the, it. I love when you think the ants are gonna take it. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, like, he walks no, right got, back. I got a crystal it. skull, dog. Yeah, and he pushes him out of the way. It's like those little things, you know. It's like the little nods to to the original trilogy. Yes, that's nice, and it's like again, we talk about fan servicing all the time with these sequels, and it's like, yeah, that's like fun or whatever, but it doesn't save the movie. Nothing about this movie was enjoyable. Well, you talk about fan service, and obviously this movie was made as fan service but on every time they did a nod like it it felt so shoehorn like it just Mm -hmm. felt so unnatural and like the ark of the covenant like when i saw that i was just like i get yeah i get what they did like they did that and they wanted you know to oh my god yeah did you see that you know because i'm sure that you know people like that but it was just one of those things where it's just like it does feel so forced and it's just like ew and it's funny because, like you said, it feels so forced, yet it feels like one of those moments where, like, when you're watching with people, they're like, oh, well, did you notice the Ark of the Covenant? 
It's like, yeah, I noticed it was right in you the mean, middle of the frame. Yeah, you're like, like give me the thing yeah. that was it's right a, in the frame. Yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah. an Easter egg. Like, yeah, exactly. But right you got there. these people like, wow, did you see the arc? Like, uh, if you've seen the first Indiana Jones, like, <laughs> it's, it's like, shut up. It's like, did you know that was Admiral Akbar in Force Awakens? Like, yeah, he has dialogue. Yeah, like I knew that was him. Yeah, they said his name. Like, it's oh my god. Uh, can we talk about Mutt for a little bit here? Let's talk about. Yeah, Mutt. I, I want to talk yeah, about. Yeah. I want to talk about Shia and his character. Shia Lebeau. Um, he's got an interesting story behind this movie. Um, not the character. There's nothing interesting about the character. I think it's hilarious that his birth name is Henry Jones the Third, but never at any point did either he want to know who uh, know anything about his like why that's his name, or look up who this famous Henry Jones would have been, mm-hmm. or the fact that his mom just did not even bother to right tell him at 20 years old um and just lied to him this whole time like and maybe that's part of the reason why i don't care about him being indy's son because what if it was different where like he's tracking him down because like he knows he's his father but he and he tried like he's been mad at him because he hasn't been around but he's reaching out to him because he knows who he is and he needs his help like i don't know if that would have been a better route to go it certainly wouldn't have been worse um Wait, can you, okay, I probably missed it. Why exactly was he looking to, why, why he, I, why did he, Indiana Jones? Because, because his mom said to go find him to help. That was the the only only, reason? Well, because of Ox, because of all the stuff that Ox said and like the, 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 like Um, Mayan writings that he had. She was like, oh, in- Indiana Jones is there. Well, whatever name she used, she's like, he's the one who killed I already forgotten about that. Yeah, I remember it now, but yeah, yeah. Ox yeah. is like a freaking. He's like a MacGuffin, dude. He's like the driving point for so much of this movie. Mm-hmm. And then you meet him, and you're like, oh. You mean like, you mean like <laughs> how? Or then even when you do it, it's like how he knows how to use the skull to like get yeah. them out of tough situations. It's just like okay, like why? And then you go to that. They go to like that cell, like that that holding cell that he was in. I forget where they were. Um, but you go to that the holding cell. Stage. Well, yeah, but um, you see, like, all this. I'm going like, to touch on that soon. All the carvings that they have in everything and, like, how he's writing return. things out. And it's like, yeah. oh, he wrote return on the wall. It's a sign. Great job, Ox. It's just like, this guy is insane. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't be following almost anything this guy is telling you. Because if, he, if he's hinting things to you, it's just out of dumb luck. Like, like when he's, um, like, Indy's really piecing all this together on the fly, it feels like. So you're talking about Mutt. Did you happen to come across during your research, like, the whole situation with Shia LaBeouf after yeah, this came can I out? Yeah, t- can I touch on that now? Go for it, dude, yeah. Um, so there, when this was coming out, it was, like, um, the late 2000s. This was Transformers had already come out. Uh, Eagle Eye had already been out. Disturbia had been out. So Shia was all over the place at this point. Everybody thought that he was going to be the next huge star in Hollywood. I think even some, I think even Steven Spielberg said to people like in an interview, like, yeah, he's going to be like the next Tom Hanks. Like, he's going to be everywhere. That's high praise to get that mm-hmm. kind of praise from Steven Spielberg. Um, but then the movie comes out, and Shia, being the eccentric person that he is, he just goes out of his way to trash the movie in the press junket, mm-hmm. which is just a massive no-no in Hollywood. Like even if you think the movie is awful, you have to still promote it because there's a lot of people that worked on this that 
financially they need the film to do as well as possible and as an actor you're already getting paid so you don't that's what like that's the mentality like, you, you're getting paid you don't care you can do whatever you want but these other people need this film to do well in order to in some cases keep their jobs um so shia he criticized the movie to the press several times saying things like i feel like i dropped the ball on the legacy that people loved and cherished you get to monkey swinging and things like that and you can blame it on the writer and you can blame blame it on steven but the actor's job is to make it come alive and make it work, and I couldn't do it, so it's my fault. Simple. Um, and then Shia's like, yeah, it turned out this saying that ruined my relationship with Steven Spielberg. He's like, yeah, of course yeah. it did. <laughs> of course it did. Um, but what um, Steven told, said to people after that, like, he reached out to Shia and was like, there's a time to be hum- a human being and have an opinion, and there's a time to sell cars, which is kind of what I'm saying. Like, you have to sell the movie mm-hmm. on the press junkie. It's, it's a dirty game, but you have to do it. Yeah, you've got to do it. Yeah. and then But my favorite part behind this is what Harrison Ford said about Shia. Oh, yeah. He said he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> and he's like, I think he's a fucking idiot. As an actor, I think it's my obligation to support the film without making a complete ass of myself. it's uh, it's like oh my god it's class like classic harrison ford curmudgeon but he's right like and then like i know shia did a couple more transformers films but it feels like big budget hollywood wise this was like almost his death nail because he went on to do like a lot of good indie projects after this a lot of good indie projects like this wasn't the end of him as an actor but like in terms Mm -hmm. of like those big budget Hollywood movies, I think he was kind of done after this outside of his Transformers contract. I think he's done uh, now, though. Well, now he's done, done, but we don't have to get into that. Yeah. Really. Um, but, like, it's just, like, I don't know how old he was in this. He was probably, like, in his early 20s or whatever at that point. Um, it's just so asinine to do something like this. I didn't come across anything when I was looking up for this, like, into this film. Do you think their intent especially with him being indy's son was sort of testing the waters to see hey maybe we can kind of yeah. revive this a little bit with him especially you see that scene at the end where it's like where he's, he's gonna, gonna pick up the hat. up the hat and put it on and then indy, indy picks it up it, right yeah and it's like like do you think that that, that was kind of the route they were going here like oh, let's 100%. test the waters and yeah. see so i think i this is actually something i wanted to ask you guys um it was about the future of the franchise and this kind of ties us into that really well uh, but before we answer that, why don't we throw a quick word to our sponsors? So the the actual like future of Indiana Jones after Crystal Skull came out has been very murky at times. There's been – I think you're right when their plan was to have Shia take over as Indiana Jones at some point. I think it's, it's not even like hinted at. It's just like outright yeah. sc- screamed at us in the movie. Like, yeah, like this is what, this is what we're planning. But then, of course, with all the shy stuff, with the fallout with Harrison Ford and Steven Spielberg, they wrote him off. So I wanted to ask you guys, what do you think? And we we know that they're making Indiana Jones 5. We know that is on the table. It is happening. And Harrison Ford is returning at like 80-something years old to play Indiana Jones again. But I want to ask you guys, I have three options for you. And I want you to tell me what you think is the best option. Option one, stay the course that they're going right now. Make Indiana Jones 5 with Harrison Ford, and then the franchise is done after that. Option two, reboot the franchise and have a new actor take over as young Indiana Jones. If you remember, the big rumor for a long time was that Chris Pratt was going to be the new Mm -hmm. Indiana Jones. That was a huge rumor for a long time. 
Um, so that's option two. Option three is just they just shouldn't have even – they shouldn't even make this third one. They take like, it, or not this third one, the fifth one. Sorry, the fifth one. They take it to one. the barn and shoot it. Yeah, we just don't even – we never see the light of day with this movie. It's just done. The franchise is over. Cameron, what do you think is the option that you would want to see happen? I mean, I don't have a personal connection to these movies like you guys do. Yeah, that's why I went to you first because I'm um, curious what you think. So, like, I don't – you know – Hey, you know, if they were to do an Indiana Jones spinoff, if they were to do cool, you know, these movies aren't something I would am necessarily interested. I like, I love National Treasure. I mean, when Joel's talking about like the kind of like the, yeah. um, that kind of like a scavenger hunt kind of thing. When that's something I'm, I I do like a lot. Um, if the other ones that I didn't see were like that, then maybe I would be in, you know, maybe I'd be into it. Um, but I know from based off of this one, uh, you know, if they were to make another movie like this, obviously I wouldn't be into it. Um, I think it'd be cool to see, um, you know, someone else do an Indiana Jones kind of mm. thing. I think that might be cool. Because it's almost like if if Batman and James Bond can get recasted a bunch of times, then why can't Indiana Jones? Yeah, like it's like it's really hard to do it the first time. The first recast is the hardest one because you only have the image of this one actor in that role, so you can't really picture another person doing it. But once you make that decision, I feel like you can just keep going with this character. It's like how how Tomb Raider rebooted. No, they went from Angelina Jolie. They made their two movies. Mm, they were Alicia whatever. Vikander, yeah. Then they made the one with Alicia Vikander, and it's a new take on Lara Croft. Like, there's no reason that they can't do that uh, with Indiana Jones. But Joel, is that what you think they should do, or would you go a different route? My ideal route would be option number one: re or do the fifth film with Harrison Ford, mm -hmm. and I don't want to say fix what they did with crystal skull but just give us a more acceptable ending to the franchise mm -hmm. if they wanted to go another route and bring another actor in sure but my concern there lies with what i'm seeing with the jurassic franchise where yeah. we saw that jurassic world was fine but then you get fallen kingdom and it was like this is not this is nothing like the rest of the franchise and not even in a way of like oh, like they're taking this a new route. Like it was just, it d genuinely to me, as someone who loves the Jurassic Park franchise, didn't feel like it fit with the rest of the films. And yeah. that would be my concern with Indy if they were to start trying to bring in a new actor to take over that helm. I think if, I don't think Harrison Ford has to necessarily be the lead of the fifth one. I think you can have the main character of Indiana Jones be in it while someone else sort of is steering the ship. So he's you know playing, I mean? so, so somebody else is playing a different character a different character that's working alongside Indy, mm -hmm. you know, and gives Indy kind of the send off that he deserves. And maybe there's like a passing of a baton type thing that could is lead like, to something else. Are you like, kind of like how in Blade Runner 2049, like Decker is in the movie, but he's not the main character, but he, he tells, we finish his story essentially. And then we move on to, I forget what Ryan Gosling. I would say a little bit was. like that, but wasn't his not name like not a, not a or something? Yeah, not a carbon copy, but yeah, right. But I would say, but but more indie. So like how Decker was only in like the second half of that movie. Like yeah. I would say, like indie's in the whole thing. But like you said, I mean Harrison Ford's gonna be like eighty something. 
you know what i mean and he's very adamant about like like with this one he said he was like i don't want to like dye my hair like i he want people that. to know like indy's old yeah. you know like he, Indy is was, older he now. was adamant about the hair dye he was adamant about doing as many of his own stunts mm-hmm. as he could and he was adamant that he used the actual whip still in the yeah. movie they, they were going to cgi they the whip digital, yeah, was, well i mean the they digitized a ton of crap in this and thank god it's that ridiculous. wasn't one of them um i know you said you wanted to talk about like set stuff as well um with that is this is maybe a good time to bring that up like did you what did you want to get into with that it was actually more the cinematography like oh, i okay. love yanush kaminsky but this film more so the first half especially when they were in the warehouse at the beginning yeah. felt like way too hyper realistic mm-hmm. like the characters faces were all like very bright compared to everything else that was going on they could be in these weird little situations where there were shadows or like i said when they were in the warehouse and their faces were super bright and it didn't feel real which i know like the indie films the original ones had sort of this comic book feel to them you know like i said like kind of like a serial type thing but it just felt very odd and it didn't feel like everything felt unnatural as i was watching it on screen and it genuinely took me out of the story i noticed that in that first scene when indy and uh mac first get taken out of the car and you can like the lighting seems off Mm -hmm. because like they're like popping off the screen like it's like a 3d model yeah and it's very very awful. I don't notice it as much throughout the rest of the movie. Maybe I just tuned out and I didn't notice it. But in that very first like opening, it is like it is clear that they are not filming that on location or that their lighting is just atrocious. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's like it, and obviously this is the case with a lot of films, but it's like in those earlier scenes, you obviously know they're in a sound stage. Yeah. But it looks like they're in a sound stage. Like in a way it looks yeah. like like classic hollywood you know how like old school hollywood especially black and white films have this look where it's like yeah i can tell you're in a soundstage but like i believe it except it didn't it was like i feel i can tell you're in a soundstage and that's it like you you just lost me because i know this isn't real you know i don't know it's um visually there's nothing special about this movie um and it's really noticeable with the cgi choices that they've made Mm -hmm. in this one specifically with the animals like was I think the first thing we see is like the CGI gopher or whatever it was. Like it's like there's, the first... there's three. It's with the yeah the nuclear when they're or when they're driving past them and then you see another one after the nuclear blast. Yeah. Can I talk? Can we talk about the nuclear bat blast for a second? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the nuclear test site is like a bunch of like old like it's right for the time, but it's been like old houses and whatever. It's a Call of Duty map. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can it's I? Funny because my sister was watching it with me. She's like. Is that Nuketown? That's Nuketown. literally what she said. <laughs> it looks like Nuketown. <laughs> Can someone explain to me why they had electricity and water running on a nuclear test site? I mean, the what's only the point? Thing I can imagine is that, like, to see how it would react to everything. You yeah, know, like they want was... they want things to be as close to real life as possible. And they were doing these nuclear tests, so it's like obviously you can't have humans in there. I don't but everything else to, has to be. I don't realistic. think you have to pay to have electricity to have the TV running in the houses in order to test appropriately how the nuke would drop there. I, I just mean, don't think yeah. it's important. They wanted like, to I, see the reaction of everything yeah, as well. I guess it's just it was just weird, but like um, especially for the water, like you once things are clear, you can go back in and you can do water samples and test the water you know you can go back and see if the tv's still on yeah it's like oh the tv is plasma screen now (laughs) yes it upgraded (laughs) um 
I don't know. It was just weird. But that the weirdest part of that is that a uh, fridge. He gets uh, in the fridge. Uh, he gets in the fridge and survives a nuclear blast. Like, and luckily he was able to take out everything. Like the fridge, everything was removable. In two seconds. Yeah. 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 As the time's running down. I don't down. have a fridge that's completely removable. No. It's All very funny because are... I distinctly remember that scene. I do not remember that it was from this movie. So when it happened, oh, really? it was like, oh, it was God. like, oh. I was like, this is the movie that that's from. Like, I could never remember what the character getting in the fridge for a nuclear blast was. And then when I watched this, I was like, oh, it was this you thought it was from movie. like some sp- You thought it was from some, like, spoof movie? I don't I don't know what I thought it was from. <laughs> it I just know like I remember that scene, yeah. It is it is terrible. Um, Let's talk about Steven Spielberg a little bit. Oh, uh, right. Great guy. I have a very important question to ask you guys. Is this his worst directed movie? No. I haven't seen BFG, so I can't answer that. I'm going to go with BFG. What? Have you seen BF The Big Fucking Giant? I've Have seen, you seen enough that? of it. I, uh, <laughs> I worked at the movie theater while it was out. Oh, you so, did? Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, so I saw enough of it to know that movie is very, very bad. Here's my problem. Or not problem, but like what makes me sad about both this and BFG is – it was that all-star Steven Spielberg team. You knew Kaminsky. You had Kathleen Kennedy, Frank Marshall. You know, you got, uh, what's his name? Michael Kahn editing it. John mm-hmm. Williams doing the score. Yeah. Um, what the heck is his name? The, the, the writer dude. Um, oh, David something? Uh, yeah, David Kep. Doing, Kep yeah, yeah, David Kep writing it. And it's like. Yeah, he's got his all-star this, team. Yeah, it's literally like 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 Steven Spielberg's greatest hits. He made like, a phone crew. call. It's like, hey, this is the next movie. You in or you out? And everybody yeah. was in. And and the, both of them, like I said, I haven't seen BFG. I was stoked because again, it was the All Star team and it was Spielberg working with Disney. And I feel like it I just like wasn't B- great. I feel like BFG is going to end up on this show at some point. Oh, probably will. Like what sucks is like, and again, this obviously like I've heard the movie itself is just bad. But also, I've touched on this before. Disney's just terrible at promoting their live action films, especially so like, especially. Uh, Especially like lesser known IP ones, like BFG. yeah, and so it's like you have one of the greatest directors of all time directing a Roll Doll movie, and you're not gonna really do anything about it or like tell anyone, you know. Again, I understand that the movie wasn't great, you know, from what I've heard, but it's you like still got promoted. Yeah, you're not doing any favors to it by not promoting it. Yeah, it's not like this was some like five million dollar indie film. This was a big budget film yeah. that they were making. It's. So, Joel, then, since you haven't seen BFG, of the Spielberg movies that you have seen, is this the worst one? I would say so, yeah. Yeah, I would say the same. Because this dude doesn't have a lot of misses, so. Yeah, I'm looking at Spielberg's Spielberg's catalog, he may have the strongest catalog. You could argue War of the Worlds. Oh, yeah, I don't like that movie. I I think War of the Worlds was just a bad story, though, because the way it was shot felt so Spielberg, and it it felt very. It was shot very well. Yeah, it, it like the direction of the film. I don't think was bad. I think the I way think, they went and told that story was bad. I think it was miscast too. I don't think Tom Cruise was the right choice. Tom for that Cruise movie. was a weird choice for that. Yeah, yeah. I just like he's a great. Dakota actor. Fanning did great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she, yeah. Child child actress Dakota Fanning. She was she was great in everything she was in. Basically, this, it sounds so creepy, but like everyone knows, like Steven Spielberg is a god when it comes to getting great performances out of child actors. He does do a great job. You know, with it's those, just that's he's true. just a monster with that. Um, 
What do we think? What do we think his best movie is? We probably all have different ones. Uh, well, I mean, my favorite movie is Jurassic Park, but right. if I had to pick his best, oh my god, this is actually really hard. It's Close yeah. Encounters. Close Encounters is so good. It's very yeah. good. Uh, I think <clears throat> I think you can make an argument for Schindler's it's, List. Schindler's oh, and Saving oh, Private oh, Ryan. Sorry, yeah. Sure. I think Schindler's List yeah. is the right answer. Yeah. Uh, Saving Private Ryan is my favorite of his movies, and then we're not even talking about like Jaws. <laughs> like uh, Watts wasn't saying. Jaws is incredible. Like Jaws. Ryan, you've seen Close Encounters, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that movie. I went and saw that. Incredible. I saw Close Encounters in '70 at the Cinerama Dome, and oh my god, was that an experience? I would love like, to do that. That movie's so. But well, that good. was for its re-release a few years ago. Yeah, the 30th yeah. anniversary. Yeah. You guys, sorry, off topic, but speaking of seeing things in '70, you know I've never seen Lawrence of Arabia because I don't want to see it until I can I see it in '70. I have the same issue. Yeah. <laughs> Because I want to see, see it the right way. They do it at the Egyptian every year, but like I was like finally like last year I was like oh I'm out this way all the time like I'm gonna go and then COVID. Let's you go. Know? Damn, Let's go. COVID really. Next time they do it. Next time they do it, we'll go. Yeah, I really. I've refused I want to see, see Lawrence of Arabia. My dad. That's like the one movie he brings up all the time. He's like you should watch Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> like he brings it up all uh-huh. the time. Uh, he's right. I do want to see it, but that would be a fun way to go see it. Is at the Egyptian. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, pencil that in. We'll go um yeah spielberg obviously the talent speaks for itself we don't have to go through his home filmography i didn't even write those down in my notes because like that guy's just he crushes it mm-hmm. but what what do we think about the fact that indiana jones the kingdom of the crystal skull is still to date the most expensive budget for a spielberg yeah. film i saw it's that 100 dude, I was 185 million dollar like... budget is that i can i mean obviously it. that has to start going into like you were talking about like look at all of his previous films I mean, yeah. he, even some of the stuff he's done today, but like, so much of it is practical, you yeah. know. I mean, you th- you look at a movie like Jurassic Park, which at its time was such a high budget film, right? But yes. you look at that compared to now, and it's like, so much of that was practical, even though it broke boundaries in terms of like CGI. Like, mm-hmm. so much of it was still practical, you know. And it's just crazy to think that his highest budget film is Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and it was terrible. It's terrible. I mean, but the movie didn't. I don't think it did bad at the theaters, though. It looks like uh, seven hundred ninety million total at the box office. Like, but again, nostalgia. No, I know, and I, I understand that. But for two thousand and eight, that's a really good number. Um, but it, I think it is nostalgia. It's this, like I mentioned, with like Jurassic World and Force Awakens. Those made a ton of money because everybody was really excited to go see them. And I think this was the same case. It just so happens that this movie is much worse than some of those other nostalgia mm-hmm. glasses movies. Um, so we're kind of getting close to the end of this one. Um, does anybody have anything they absolutely want to discuss before we move on? Like, let's maybe go like once around. Joel, is there something that we haven't talked about yet that you definitely want to let the audience know about? I feel like I brought up all my points. Like I, I, I said, it was just like, this is a perfect example of a film that just never needed to be made, you know? And I feel like it puts them in a weird situation now because I feel like they're making the fifth one simply because this was so bad. Yeah. You know? I, at well, the same well, time, a, if the f- according to Harrison Ford, George Lucas always had five movies planned for the yeah. Indiana Jones franchise. Well, in that interview I was watching with Spielberg, he said, like, Lucas and Harrison came up to me and he was like, let's just do the last two. You know? And it's like, yeah. no, like, we finished this. We're done here, yeah. you know? It ended um, great. It just, it's just, again, it, it didn't need to be made. And part of me, like, 
Spielberg's my favorite director, but I'm so disappointed that he agreed to do this. Yeah. Especially because the fact that he didn't want to do it in the first place. It's like, then why did you? <laughs> he basically has said on record that he only did it because George Lucas is like his best friend. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think he did it because it was probably it was probably one of those things where where they were like, okay, we'll get someone else to do it. And then Steven Spielberg was like, all right, actually, I don't want anyone else touching this, you know? Well, I mean, like I said in that interview, he said, he was like, the whole time we were talking about this, he's like, I just assumed we'd pick someone else to direct it. He was like, and then it ended up being me. They did pick someone to direct the fifth one that's coming out. James Mangold is directing that one. So Steven's not the director on that one. Mangold's got good, he's made some good stuff. Logan is a fantastic movie. Um, So we know he can direct big budget films very Well, well. We're not doing this right now. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna upset. You're gonna. Upset I really people. liked Ford versus Ferrari. I thought that was great. Oh my god, you're gonna. I mean, yeah, I love Ford versus Ferrari too, <laughs> but I don't want to get into James Mangold right now. Um, not when we're so close to the finish line on this one. Uh, um, Cameron, do you have anything else maybe that you wanted to touch on that we haven't talked about yet? No, uh, I don't really have any. Um, this is just a movie that I really had no. It, it's not a franchise. I really know or care about um you know i i understand why people are upset about this movie because uh like i was upset i had to watch this movie again yeah um, me too but i i can i can understand how people are even more upset see like this is the thing like i, I feel like when you put like this versus jurassic world fallen kingdom next to each other i think like fall like jurassic world fallen kingdom is just so much better like i know it has its issues but I just don't think, like, I still think that's, and I get what you're saying, Joel, is that it wasn't a Jurassic Park movie, but it's still somewhat, it was still, like, I still enjoy it. I still think it was a good movie. Uh, I would watch Fallen Kingdom over this any day. Easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. easily. Where, where this is just, it's not that's a, a bad. Movie. That's a bad day if those are your two options, though. Um, I would just, the last thing I want to touch on is how they kill some of the characters in this movie. Hmm. Um. It's it's not a, there's a decent on screen death toll I think I saw it was like forty eight, um, but some of the ways that they go like the ants killing people, <laughs> the ants like swarm <laughs> this guy and drag him into the ant hole, In the and, ant hole. And, and he dies. Um, what's I think that happens twice actually. Uh, the fl- the when they put the skull back in the tomb and the ufo or intro interdimensional portal or whatever bullshit they were trying to tell us it was just sucks people in there and you yeah. hear people wilhelm wilhelm screaming as they're doing it like and then kate blanchett's character we haven't said her name once in this movie and i don't care in this podcast and i don't care um it's still just kate blanchett um her death is just i want all of the information yeah. you can give me and the alien's like okay and it's so much information. Her like brain explodes, and then she's got fire coming out of her eyes, and then she just incinerates. She just like, Thanos snaps into yeah, like, basically. Oblivion. Like the one thing that's funny about the death toll is like we see all these people die. The actual main cast probably should have died multiple times based on the events of this mm-hmm. movie. I, oh, one yeah. in particular, when when Indy's driving the truck, the truck, and he crashes, and then the other truck goes over them. Oh. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> No I one survives that. that. I was like, Wait, how did they yeah. not die? Like everyone should be dead in that car. Like that one going over the third waterfall. Like the fact that everybody was just fine. Like that yep. was ridiculous. Like, oh yeah, cool splash mountain. Good stuff. Yeah, that's basically what it was. 
Dude, um, I loved this wasn't a death, but when uh when they're digging in that first little tomb thing area and that guy goes to use the blow dart on And butt, he blows it back and, at him. And he blows it back at him. I was like, jeez. Yeah. Although also like the uh the tribesmen when they get to like the Mayan temples or whatever, uh-huh. and like they're they use the crystal skull to like scare them so they can get away, and then we cut back to them later and Cape Blanchett and her men just massacred all of them. Yeah. <laughs> just shooting all of them. Oh man. Yeah, high death count in this one. Um Indy never he, shot anybody. Disappointing. No, he never used a gun. Not one never time. Never once used it in this movie. He yeah, just, which, he just holds it. <laughs> yeah, which sucks because one of the most iconic scenes in Indiana Jones is the one I talked about earlier, where the guy yeah. is twirling the twirling the knives, and Indy just point blank shoots him and walks away. An incredible, um, an incredible moment of improv. Yeah, on that's, Harrison Ford's part. That's um, they do that in the stunt show, by the way, as well. Oh, I um, love that. Florida. you gotta go see it. We'll figure it out. I do. If we if we can't go super, I'm just gonna send you the YouTube link to it. So, um, but yeah, that's uh, that's Crystal, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. We don't really have anything else to say. We got a lot out of this for a movie that I think all of us agreed is just such a boring time to yeah. watch. Um, let's figure out what the refund tolls are gonna be. So, cost of ticket around here was a little over seven dollars. So let's call it seven bucks. Cameron, $7. would you like a refund? Yeah. On King- I'll take all seven dollars back. Yep. I think that's fair. Joel, what do you think? Seven bucks? Seven dollars. Yeah, we're going for the trifecta here. Everybody wants a full refund of seven dollars on Indiana Jones Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. We haven't given the update in a while on our refund totals, mostly because a lot of our more recent picks haven't had a lot of refunds attached to them. But I'll give a little update for everybody, and we'll post this on our Instagram later on in the week as well. So Joel is... Oh, no, actually, no. Cameron, excuse me, is the lowest total right now at $69. Hey. Joel, just a little <laughs> higher at $71.75. I'm never asking for a refund ever and, again. <laughs> and I am the high I am the high man at $79. So depending on where we go going forward, this is still a close race that amounts to no actual winner at any point. Um, but those are our refund totals, and we still got a lot of good stuff in the pipeline for some good moves to talk about. Um, speaking of good movies to talk about, this is the part where we're going to give you our weekly recommendations, tell you some movies that we think you should all check out. Joel, why don't you go first? Yeah, so, I mean, I feel like it's only right for me to pick a good Steven Spielberg film um, for Samba to watch. So, Samba? Samba to watch? For somebody? For Simba to watch. to watch. For Simba to watch. Simba. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm going to go with one that is fantastic but i feel like always kind of falls into like the middle echelon of spielberg and that's catch me if you can yes i love that movie love catch me if you can hanks and dicaprio together that's fantastic it is such a good film when i was a kid and you know like the scene where he takes like the the pan am logo off the plane and puts on the checks i thought that was the coolest thing i always wanted to try it but yeah check out catch me if you can it's fantastic choice um i've got mine as well after this movie that we just watched it's not fun not even a little bit (laughs) so i think you should watch the fun version of what this movie was supposed to be i'm gonna go with brendan Fraser's the mummy oh my god what a choice yeah i think uh, insane choice i love it it is a campy version of indiana jones but it's campy in all of the fun ways it's just like a it's just a fun watch there's there's you can't take it seriously at all but it is a good time 
It's so uh, much fun, dude. It is. It's such a it's such a great wa- film to watch. So that yeah. movie is the reason that I, I I might start a petition soon. I don't know if I'm gonna go through with a petition, but I would like for Brendan Fraser to be a National Treasure three. Um, I remember you so, telling me about this. Yeah, I might start a petition to so try. So Rick, and get Rick O'Connell and Ben Gates are solving yeah. mysteries together. And I really want Brendan Fraser in National Treasure three. That'd so. be great. He has to play his Rick O'Connell character. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead, Cam. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the movie Creep. Um, mm. I don't know. Okay. Um, you know, this was a a very, very, very low budget horror film that is just very unsettling. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a quick watch. I think it's like an hour and ten hour fifteen minutes. Um, but you know what? It's 100 percent worth it. And so highly recommend you check out Creep. Nice. Those are fun recommendations all around for us. A yeah. lot of the times we'll go with a lot of like recent movies, but we really hit the gamut on this one. So those are the movies that we recommend all of you listening to watch. But now it's time to discuss the movie that we have to watch next for the show. And this next episode is going to be another one of our guest episodes. So let's hear from them and see what they picked for us. Hi, my name is Casey Kronk. And I'm Zach Gonzalez. And we're the hosts of the podcast, Celluloid Jam. Our selection for our upcoming guest spot on I'd Like a Refund is the 2015 remake, Point Break. The original Point Break is one of my favorite movies, so my biggest issue with the remake is that it feels unnecessary. But also, it's just bad. It's young, dumb, and full of dumb. Can't wait to join the podcast. I want to talk about this movie so bad, it's like acid in my mouth. All right, sweet. (laughs) I've never even seen the original Point Break, so I feel like I have to watch that one first. I don't even. I'm gonna be honest. I don't even know what Point Break is. What? Yeah. What is it? It's. Hold on, Ryan. Are you okay? I'm very upset right now. <laughs> I never wanted to see this ever. Well, uh, now you get to see it. No, what is heard... Point Break? You've never the it... one with the uh, Swayze and uh, uh-huh. Keanu Reeves, where he turns he becomes a surfer. They're and... surfer, but like they're FBI. He's an FBI agent, I'm and an he's FBI undercover as a surfer. Agent. Yeah, I, I don't know this. Um, I think should should we make it mandatory that we have to watch the original? No, I mean I'm gonna watch the original <laughs> no. anyway because I've never seen it. So, uh, it, should, it would be interesting to get a perspective of somebody who only watched the remake. So, yeah, I'm gonna be like, man, one. it's so good. <laughs> no. I Cameron, love this. Makes movie. you feel any better? The original or was directed by Catherine Bigelow. That's true. Oh, seriously? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's. Oh my god. I don't want to do this. I quit. <laughs> oh, come on. I had to fucking sit through Snyder Cut. Why? That was that was only four hours long. Yeah, exactly. You can't tell me you didn't have a blast. Yeah, you said you liked some of it. I remember that. So I'm not going to like any of this one. I can guarantee <laughs> I don't that. even know. Like I said, I don't even know what it is. So, you know. you're, in, you're in for something. I'm going to look it up on one of my 50 tabs after this. Yikes. <sighs> I hope let will Letterbox finally let me give something a zero star rating. A negative. Will, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah the negative. We should we be. we haven't when we've done our social media we haven't promoted our Letterboxed. We don't need to do that. Right I now. need to do it. My reviews are so good. Oh my god. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Do you want to do it now? Because we're gonna get we're gonna close out the show. Do you want to do it now? Yeah. So everyone, if you want to follow us on social media, you can find me at Instagram at cam that's right, because I'm back. Or you can find me at Letterboxd at CamBay47. That's C-A-M-B-A-I-47. 
I review everything I watch, so you're in for a treat. Right, Ryan? Sure. Okay, Ryan, shut (laughs) Okay. Um, I didn't know we were going to self-plug ourselves this week, too, so um, I don't need to do that. Joel, do you want to self-plug yourself, or can I just plug the show like I normally do? You can just plug the show. All right, you could check us uh, out. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to get myself on the Bachelorette or whatever. So all we right, got, we all right. Some- <laughs> you could check us out at Refund Pod on all your socials, Instagram, Twitter, and then of course check out our our podcast on all your platforms: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you can listen. All right, folks, thank you so much for joining us this week, and we look forward to hearing from you soon.